0: Hi, this is Pam, and this is Must Love Food. Thanks for joining me today. Got a full house here, the entire cuisine staff, uh, Robin, John, Teresa, Maddie, and myself. And we are so excited to talk to you about our summer 2021 uh, expanded issue that, um, hopefully you've gotten within the last couple of days or will be getting in the next few days, but it is, um, chock full of really good stuff. We are calling it the quintessential summer food issue and John gets drum roll. He gets the, the, uh, cover position <laughs> with his, uh, with his, uh, tasty tacos. So, uh, what, oh. Whether it's Tuesday or, or any other night of the week, you want to give this um, article a look look at. but it's a beautiful cover. I don't know if there's anything you want to say, Teresa we had we had actually so many amazing options for the cover and it was really hard to choose.
1: Yeah, we even sent it out for a test and tacos won.
0: Yes. Oh. I was trying to remember what else We had ice cream and pickles and oh, yeah. skewers <laughs> as the four skewers. oh right that's a, yeah. um but uh yes uh our friends all of you on social media you uh voted tacos into the poll position and gracing the cover don't forget to check that one out because they're each one is tastier than the next um any any highlights and tips Robin, that you want to share or well you know what
2: of course you know they're my baby so they're all eat- <laughs> I like them all But I really liked the one with the, um, the um, title juicy cubes where she, um, they love mimosas and in their house, this Lynn Miller down in Dallas, and they freeze juice into ice cubes and use that as a base for the champagne. And so Mm -hmm. then when the uh, cubes melt and they have mimosas and uh, it's something that they love to do. And uh, I thought that was kind of fun. I liked that tip and they put a lot of fruit in the glass Yeah. With the the juice cubes and then pour the champagne over the fruit and the cubes and and uh, just relax and have a go at it. So that one I just thought was a lot of fun.
1: These are really colorful and pretty mimosas. So very company worthy also.
2: And if you don't have company, you're just treating yourself. So exactly, it goes
0: either way. It's a little sangria-like, unfermented yeah. sangria. My mind.
2: <laughs> yes, absolutely. Yeah. Uh, so anyway, I just thought that was a lot of fun and um, something that uh, it was a little bit different, and uh, so it just tickled me, and I thought, yeah, I'm going to try that. So there you have it. I.
0: So. I was kind of intrigued. I'm, I'm not going to say I'm trying it, but I was very interested in the uh, alcohol-soaked cotton balls to light charcoal instead of lighter fluid. Um, Interesting, right? Yes, yeah. I did. Um, I'm not a fan of lighter fluid, so that definitely intrigued me. And the yeah. the pepper on top of cherries. I kind of love that. I always I love um, black uh-huh. pepper corn. Or Uh peppercorns and pretty much all. And so um, it's a good pairing, but not what everybody thinks about. Totally. I mean, I've put um, peppers on strawberries before, especially with like balsamic, uh, excuse me, balsamic vinegar. But Mm -hmm. um, so I love that. And I think I would love that combo too. Uh
2: Oh, and real quick too, the one with the uh, making pickled beets out of uh, pickle juice. Uh And um, oh, I mean, how easy. It was yeah. just so easy, and you know, canned beets, and just put them in the leftover juice. And I thought, really, does this? And yeah, really,
3: <laughs> it <was just> tasty. <laughs>
2: so uh, it kind of goes along with our our pickled theme, I think, in the uh, in the issue. Yes. But um, you know, yeah, but so simple, and yet it was really. I, I thought it was really good, so shout out to uh, Janet there in
0: Colorado. So, well, oh, thank you, Janet. And you know, tips. Uh, I will say it again: is uh, if if it's not our most well read, it is our t- one of our top three most well read um, parts of the magazine. So I know people love kitchen tips, and uh, so please keep sending them in. Yep, it's always always
2: fun to get. And um, so if we, you know don't print it perhaps it's one that we already have or so you know but just keep sending them send them in i always like to read read them so
0: and just go to our website and there's an option where you can submit a tip there so cuisineathome.com you can do that and john right. on in the now any any um, i i know what i'm looking at but i'm curious what uh, <laughs>
3: Well, that's because you introduced those sna- salty snacks to me. Oh, uh,
0: that was not the one I was going to talk about. Uh,
3: <laughs> like, oh.
0: I was looking at the s'mores because you had a dilemma on that one, didn't you? <laughs> oh,
3: right, right. Well, that was an interesting one, yeah. I uh, We had uh, got our wires crossed between one part of the staff. The left hand doesn't know what the right hand's doing. So uh, I was contacted uh, by one of these manufacturers, the, the Dalemans, and somebody else was. Uh, uh did the three brothers or got the three brothers anyhow it got all confused so we thought well we better run them both since we uh, gave them an idea that both of them were going to be in now and i was talking to uh, uh, the pr person at, at uh, three brothers i think and sort of vaguely apologizing to her and she said well that's okay because i used to work for the other company <laughs> so she thought that was fine that uh
0: We've had a little screw up there.
3: (laughs) Uh, I was going to say though, I don't think it's a screw up at
0: all. It's good coverage. We're just telling people what's on the market.
3: (laughs) Well, yeah, I I see them more and more in uh, in end caps and whatnot. So that's really out there, and people do love those for flying. You know, yeah, they seem to always been there. I was going to say the Gilbert sausage are really good because they're uh, very lean and you'll feel good about, it. you You get uh, your values worth. Uh, it's not all juicing out in uh, grease and water. So um, that's pretty much it. That the Kids Eat Free book was really, really uh, accessible. I think kids would love to do it. And I think kids like to um, bake more than, you know, cook on a hot stove or something. That's a little bit
0: scary, but they'll uh, get along with that Kids Eat Free. Well, and then you get something um, sweet at the end of it, if you're baking. (laughs) Exactly, there's your reward. Yep.
1: Plus, these illustrations are adorable. That's what I was going to say. They're throughout the book. Every page has wonderful illustrations, and it's just a delight to even pick it up and and take a look through.
0: It's it's Hamish the Hedgehog, is that right?
1: Right. (laughs) Hamish the Hedgehog, the kitchen kitchen critter.
0: critter. Um, okay. Moving along into seasonal kitchen, it is pickling time. Um, as Robin kind of gave a shout out to earlier, Maddie, you really outdid yourself here with such a variety. Tell us about this.
4: Well, so it all started, we were talking about pickling and then it was like, well, we've done pickles before, you know, what else can we do? So I thought, well, let's just start with a first doing a quick pickling brine and start from there. So, I tried a variety of things at first, obviously, you know, the cucumbers for pickles. <laughs> uh, and then I was thinking, well, what else do you need? You know, and then I was thinking, well, Bloody Marys, they kind of have a garden of stuff. So why don't we pickle it all that we would put in there? Um, and then I like to do jalapenos in the summertime just because we always have a plethora of jalapenos. So it's always nice to have some pickled on hand. Um, but then I started thinking like, okay, this might be crazy. And I think I was talking to, you know, the staff and saying, would it be weird if we did some pickled fruit? Because we haven't really done that too often. So it just got to be like my whole fridge was filled of like different jars of pickled stuff, but it all turned out really good. And so I was happy with, um, all the results.
0: Yeah. And well, and you had, you know, it was like your little science experiment in your kitchen. Um, but, and you played with different, so... Uh, some, and so you have your basic quick brine, and then you adapt it according to the specific item that you're pickling, basically. And you've kind of outlined that in each of the um, recipes on pages 16 and 17, right?
4: Correct, yes. So, you know, so each recipe kind of starts with the basic brine. And um, so like the pickled jalapenos, we've got a giardinara, um, classic pickles, the Bloody Mary veg, A lot of times it was based off the, the, those were based off the basic brine, but we'd add maybe some different um, herbs and stuff to it. Um, The main difference that happened was for the fruit. So when we did the pickled cherries and mangoes or the pickled berries, I kind of played with the vinegars or Mm -hmm. sugars, you know, kind of to get a different kind of, um, still kind of same ratios, but just different um, kind of ingredient of that. So. And then
0: you omitted things like garlic, coriander, that kind of thing. And you added some sugar and you changed up um, some of the spices, right? Correct. Yep. So it was
4: really fun. And I think it turned out nice. I wasn't it, quite sure how the fruit would turned out, but you know, it was, I liked it, but I mean, I'm, I'm a total pickle girl.
0: I think sure. everyone could.
3: <laughs> yeah. pretty, and, pretty well, well established
0: there. And I'm going to say too, this is just one of uh, a very impactful story just visually it's beautifully yeah. shot and um, you've got such a variety of colors that you um, you guys agreed on and worked on and just the the cleanness but the um uh playfulness too of the of the article i really like it
4: no, and I love, um, Teresa had an idea of doing the opener of kind of like an action shot. And, you know, the, our photographer, Chris, was kind of on the fence, like, well, I have to get a different lens. I have, and we're like, well, you can do it, right? <laughs> there was no option. We, we were getting this shot, and it turned out great.
0: Well, you did like it's an ultra nice. close-up, um, but you used a special lens for it, you said, right? But yes, and you see the effervescence and the bubbles, and um, yeah, it's beautiful. Yeah, the fermentation. Mm-hmm.
3: I'm um, I, I just going to backtrack a little bit to the table mm-hmm. of contents where uh, on the pickling thing and it says summer is the perfect time to try out pickling and we're not just talking about putting up cucumbers. And legend has it when I started at uh, Southern Progress that uh, a Southern Living cover once had a blurb that was putting pickles up yourself. <laughs> <laughs> it was kind of scandalous. <laughs> i don't know if that's apocryphal or whatnot. not <clears throat> it
0: was one of the first stories i learned about southern progress so. oh that would i i would think that story would stick around for a while <laughs>
4: <laughs> you gotta put it somewhere right
0: <laughs> oh my god <clears throat> okay so cuisine tonight <laughs> <laughs> uh, <laughs> moving right along. Moving right along. We have grilled um, basically one dishes, um, and there is a a bowl. There's a grilled shrimp boil bowl uh, with Old Bay sauce, and these were done in foil pouches on the grill. Um, and then there's a Mediterranean bowl with grilled cucumber and summer veggies and uh, a grilled market salad with salmon and a really tasty basil buttermilk dressing. Uh, it really is just summer freshness and um, perfect for alfresco dining, whether it's during the week or on the weekend or whatever. Um, I, I don't really have right. much so, to say. They're easy. Uh-huh. They're easy
2: and delicious, really. They, they are. So. Well,
0: and the... Um, The shrimp one, isn't it sort of self-saucing? Am I right about that? No, you make a little, that's right, you make a little stock. That's what it is. You make a little stock on that. Mm -hmm. Um, And then on the Mediterranean one, I know it's using a za'atar, which um, is a a Middle Eastern spice uh, blend. um, And uh, that really brought a lot of flavor. Um, It contains dried herbs, sesame seeds, sumac, which is a fruity, astringent Mediterranean Mm -hmm. spice. And, um, the blend kind of varies by person and shop in the Middle East and things like that. But it's, um, I definitely get the sumac part of it cause there is that kind of tang, which I love. Um, so this was right up my alley and it, I think it does double duty, doesn't it? In the, I think it's in, it seasons the pork and then it's also in the, um, sauce or vinaigrette or something. Is that right? Yeah, it's that right.
4: is confirmed. Okay.
2: <laughs> um, oh, we have left off. Oh, sorry.
4: Sorry. It's sorry. like we're working on a few different issues at a time and we're trying to remember what we just did. Yeah, <laughs>
0: yeah, yeah. We are actually living three seasons at, at this moment, so right. <laughs> bear with us. I I don't have much to say, but if anybody wants to. Um, add anything? I'm first. glad
3: that we explained what Zatar is, and I thought it was also a good idea to do what uh, Old Bay is made of. I
2: Oh, sure.
3: Fascinating information there. I thought yeah. that was great.
2: Yeah, talk okay. about that
0: with the shrimp boil.
2: Uh-huh. Uh, was-
0: yeah. Old Bay, if if people, uh, if you've ever cooked seafood or if you've ever lived on the shore, I would say especially, or done a shrimp boil or or any kind of a boil, a kind of thing, um, uh, Old Bay is a spice that it's been around for over 80 years, and um, the uh, recipe's a secret, but it's got stuff like um, celery seed, paprika, mustard, salt, red pepper, black pepper. Um, and, um, it was Old Bay. Um, it was the company, the original company, it was named after a steamship line in the Chesapeake Bay in the 1900s, but now it is owned by McCormick.
2: Um,
0: but mm-hmm. you'll see the yellow can everywhere. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> oh, yes, yes, yes. Test Kitchen Favorites is a favorite for sure. Homemade ice cream. Yeah. <laughs> and Robin, oh, yeah. please oh, share.
2: It was fun. I really enjoyed well, I love ice cream. So I really did enjoy this making these. Um, okay. We'll start with the, we'll start with the blueberry because I love blueberry,
0: Mm -hmm. um,
2: blueberry, anything, blueberries and cherries are my favorite. So, um, I decided to change it up a little bit and went blueberry cheesecake. So it's got a little bit of a different flavor in there. Um, it was good. I did enjoy that. Now I will make one little caveat with this one. Now you make it, the base of it and I made it in a food processor, but I have a a 14 cup food processor because it makes a lot. So if you don't have a big food processor, it might be too much for that. So you want to maybe mix it in your blender or in the mixer. So we make a look, we make a note of that in the, um, in the recipe. So, so you don't want to overflow your, your food processor. Um, but anyway, it's pretty good. Uh,
0: well,
2: I think it's really good, <laughs> but it's, it's easy. <laughs> all, just, I, I liked it a lot. Um, but all of these ice creams are, are, are super simple. Well, um, an
0: interesting thing, I just want to point out about this, too, because um, the other two, they're, they're a little related because you kind of use the base of one to, to kind of do the other, but they're right. a cooked custard. But you, since you're using che- um, cream cheese in this, it's a cheesecake uh, ice cream. Right. Cheese, you are not cooking the custard, right? Right. You're right. So it's, you're not it's using the,
2: it's the oddball, the anomaly of the three. Huh.
0: But yes, no, you're right. It's right. Egg-free. right. So it's egg free.
2: Right. So and the other two are a cooked custard. Um, pretty simple. Um, I went with a the um, mint chocolate chip because that happens to be a, a favorite of my kids. Well, two of them anyway. That is their one favorite. And my my daughter Julie, who doesn't, she will always say, "Oh no, she's very healthy, so I don't need dessert." And I'll say um, I made ice cream, and I made mint chocolate chip, and she'll say, <laughs> "Oh well, all right." So I can always woo her over to the dark dessert side by <laughs> making mint chocolate chip ice cream. So that's that's a nod for her, and then you know, a classic vanilla. So we got a vanilla bean in there um, for um, for the rest of us that just want to go um, basic. But uh, the- well.
0: I think mint chocolate chip is just a favorite of many people, including <laughs> I have many favorite ice creams. And uh, vanilla and mint <laughs> chocolate chip are two of mine, <laughs> two of my so, favorites. Yeah, uh, but, so. uh, I did want to ask you or ask you to explain on the vanilla bean ice cream, you're using vanilla bean paste. You're not using a whole bean and you're not using extract. I'm a fan of vanilla bean paste, but you want to talk about that at all, Robin? Or well, would I'll talk tell you about?
2: what, um, I thought about using uh, vanilla bean, but the price of vanilla beans, are, were just outrageous and I thought I cannot justify that for ice cream I just can't vanilla bean paste isn't exactly inexpensive but it's far less expensive than of going vanilla bean and, and scraping it out and I love it I love h- how easy it is to use um and it just gives a more own th- you also get the um the uh, the bean look in there the the what I want to say the, the seed the look, look. Yeah, mm-hmm. you get the pulp yeah. in there. Um, and I just think it has more oomph than just plain vanilla. Um,
0: it's more concentrated so, flavor, right, I think, right?
2: Absolutely. So that's the word I was looking for. Absolutely, Pam. Thank you. Um, and so that's why I chose vanilla bean paste. Um, and I think it works really well in this application.
0: So. No, I agree. And I'm glad you used it. Um, but I don't think everybody knows vanilla bean paste. So just right, kind of want to share that.
2: Right. and. I didn't have a hard time finding it. So I don't think people will have a hard time finding that. Really, I don't.
0: It's becoming much more um, prevalent uh, everywhere. I know Trader Joe's, it's hard to, at least the Trader Joe's here, uh, they carry it only in a very short season and they have a very small container. So, and they told me last year when I got some and then went back to get more, they said, when you see it come, buy it up <laughs> because really? it doesn't last. Mm-hmm. Yes. Yeah. Wow. Um, but I also go to the, um, allspice and get, uh, their vanilla bean paste. now Niel- Nielsen Massey, I like as well. Um, yeah, but yeah. yeah, it's kind of a cross between an extract, I guess, and a vanilla bean pod sort of married together. Um, uh-huh. but they, they say that it's an equal swap for paste and extract. So if you didn't have paste, you could use extract. Here. You could
2: use extract. Absolutely. Absolutely. Or if you wanted to go with vanilla bean, you could do that. And, um, you know, simmer the pot in there, too. Take yep. the pot out, too. Yeah. So I can get that extra flavor from that. So right. if, you have, if you have vanilla bean and you want to use that, absolutely use the whole thing in there. So do that. I mean, take the pot out. but Right.
0: <laughs> Scrape the seeds. <laughs> Scrape the seed. Simmer yeah. the
2: pot in there. Get right. the whole goodie out of it. So yeah.
0: well that. Nicely and, done. And I uh, would
1: just like to say, Robin, that uh, I'm a chocolate ice cream fan. Not really... Haven't really enjoyed mint chocolate chip until I tasted your mint chocolate chip in which I crowned it in the visual index, the staff favorite because
0: of the, uh-huh. <laughs> well and i also want to give uh, another shout out to this this was also another cover um, contender and i think that actually the grilled one of the grilled recipes was too in in at one time um in the last article but this um was another cover contender and it um i just love the shot i really think it came out yeah. lovely um and it's ice cream is not an easy photo shoot Folks. <laughs> Not <Yeah>. so
2: much, <laughs> but it was fun. We had a good time.
0: You, you know, you're trying to get the perfect shot, so it sometimes takes a little time. Ice cream melts, then there's light,
2: <laughs> and
0: um, homemade ice cream is a little softer than uh, purchased ice cream. Typically, um, am I right about that? Yes, you are <laughs> right. Yeah, about that's that. quite
3: right.
0: <laughs> so, so yes, it's a challenge, and so anything that looks as good as this, I commend you all. You like a good challenge in the photo studio. Yes, well that's right. <laughs> <laughs> that, that's and you right. really <laughs> make it look so appetizing. So, yum. So, there but, you go. So. And we're not saying goodbye to the ice cream just yet. You will see it again in another iteration coming up. <laughs> um, but we did, um, since we were, uh, it's summer, and we, are, we were doing a feature on, um, or um, an article on ice cream, we decided to... Um, review ice cream scoops john
3: yeah this was a fun one guess what i had to do <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> i had to scoop ice cream so and that was an enjoyable uh chore i, I had no idea that there was going to be so many um shapes of scoops alone you know and i think that's what uh had to be settled out and some of them like the uh, copco with that sort of uh alien uh, helmet look there actually worked better than expected in terms of, you know, digging in and, and scooping. Um, the uh, uh, genital, which is a pretty typical uh, scoop slash um, s- disher, I think is probably, uh, but what I liked about that one the most was that uh, the mechanism was better than. Most of them that I've run into, I've been able to accidentally break that mechanism, and this one was a tough one. This one really worked really well, Um, and the uh, top one I liked really well because of the one of the the flat edges. Are you talking about the gorilla? Are you talking about gorilla or Urban Trend?
0: Okay, that was no the gorilla grip. Okay, that was our
3: our top choice, and that's. where is it when i what I'm trying to say here? notch in the handle. those those divots on the side really uh, create um, it makes it easy to scoop. Things fall out of it. The ice cream doesn't stick to the scoop. And so that worked out really well. Um,
0: and that's why I,
3: I picked that one as the top.
0: Cool. Yeah, that was a tough job, John. But you did it well. Right.
3: <laughs> I struggled through it. I don't know <laughs> how I picked up that COVID-19, but I certainly, that might have been a contributing factor to the weight
0: gain in the recent
3: uh, <laughs> pandemic. <laughs> uh,
0: well, anyway, you, you, you wore the assignment well, and um, I'm hoping <laughs> readers will appreciate it. <laughs> And you were uh, up with uh, grilled sandwiches for two. And these were really cool, John. Um, Want to give a shout out on anyone in particular? Sure. or?
3: Um, well, gee, no, they're all really good. You love I all your babies. I kept surprising myself. <laughs> yeah, no, I, I kept surprising myself, I'd say well this is okay it's kind of uh you know average and ubiquitous like the the chicken caprese but no it turned out really really good with uh the the focaccia
0: i was going to say the uh, focaccia helps
3: (laughs) it really does and then um the kibasa. i have that technique where you're splitting the kibasa, so it cooks faster it doesn't roll around you have a lot more control about whether it's going to uh get scorched or not. Well, yeah, the relish it really sends it over the top then. So um, it's a little misleading. I think that's uh, the sandwich. Oh, no, there's there's we're two. Yeah, the one sandwich is rather large. So you could actually <laughs> split one if you're gonna have some chips and dip and something else and some potato salad along with it. <laughs> but the biggest surprise for me was the grilled tuna sandwich and its simplicity it was just uh so easy and uh between the uh, wasabi charred scallion wasabi mayonnaise and just the little uh, buns and that fresh little bit of cucumber it was just addictive it was crazy addictive so i i chowed on a bunch of these before i, I <laughs> sent the, the the picture off to you guys to uh, Approve or whatnot. It's like, oh well, I better stop now. So well,
0: I think you had me at um, Hawaiian buns and charred scallion wasabi. <laughs> <laughs> well, and your tuna is perfectly cooked here. It looks so pretty. Um, it's a it's a colorful story, uh, and I love also that you um, sort of you've done this with uh, some smoke on the grill, but I mean, you don't have to. You indicate that right. um, that just adds another element of flavor, which and you. Um, Uh, Share a tip on that on um, the on this first spread there.
3: Well, and I don't think uh, you'd have to have a grill necessarily as long as you had a grill pan.
0: Sure. Okay. That makes it even better. Um, Yeah,
3: Uh, because we do get a lot of feedback that I don't, you know, live somewhere that. I can use a grill there in apartments and whatnot. So, we generally, uh, I generally answer a lot of questions about how to adapt recipes. So, that one's an easy one to adapt.
0: Cool. Vegetarian for a day. Um, I have been trying to employ a little bit of a healthier, bent, uh, more nutritious approach to my eating. Uh, So, Don't go crazy, but I really do, as much as I can, try to do gluten, uh, dairy, and uh, sugar-free. And and I don't live a complete free life on any of those things, but uh, I aim for that. And I'm definitely eating more plant-based, but we have heard from all of you that that is something, and certainly the trends in the the country, that a lot of people are going meatless once a week um, and trying, or at least dipping their toe, trying it one day um, or for a meal. And um, it is kind of a trend. I saw the other day that um, 11 Madison Park, which is very uh, famous high-end restaurant in the Flatiron area right across from Madison Square Park, they um, are going um, vegan. So, and anyway, long and the short is we did an article on, um, if you wanted to go vegetarian for a day, um, maybe you want to try it longer than that. A lot of people, uh, have been, like I said, have been doing this. We have a primer on the different types of vegetarianism, um, from like a vegan, uh, to a lacto ovo vegetarian to a fruitarian. Um, I think I said that incorrectly. And then we also, uh, give you three recipes. There's a tofu egg salad, um, which is, um, tofu when you cut it up kind of has the consistency a little bit of like, uh, egg white. And so this is just taking that, that you've pressed and chunked up and then, uh, tossing it with a, um, A mayonnaise um you know flavored with dijon and dill and um lemon juice etc etc there's a little nutritional yeast in there but the the thing that really kind of gives it a little bit of the eggy flavor is the um indian black salt kala namak um so a lot of um individuals because there's a kind of a sulfury um flavor to it so that's in there then there's a smoky beet and black bean burgers uh these were really good i um worked on this recipe just to get the consistency of it right so it wasn't fall apart and it wasn't too wet or too dry and um there's um shredded beets and black beans some brown rice to help hold it together some walnuts for some bulk and some fat um and flavor then there's um rolled oats and some raisins flax meal um and then spices and things like that. And I really was so happy with those. And uh, this was a new one for me, Um, tempeh bacon. And um, now if you're not, if you're not into the world of um, plant proteins, this might not be for you, but it is not bacon. (laughs) It doesn't, it it doesn't, but It does give you that flavor. You just cut it into slices and then marinate it in a, um, kind of a tamari. If you want it to be gluten-free, you can go soy sauce, some oils, some, um, vinegar, brown sugar, or maple syrup, and some spices and things. And, um, and marinate it overnight and, um, I preferred pan frying it to baking it, but you can do either one. Um, pan frying to me was a little richer. It wasn't quite as quote unquote crisp, but it had sort of that meaty, like if you had a thicker slice of bacon that wasn't like crispy, it kind of has that texture to it. And uh, it's got the smoky flavor because there is a little bit of um, uh, duh, 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 what liquid smoke in there. Liquid smoke. Yeah. And which is a, as you said, John, it is a natural product. Um, I was anti using yeah, it at
3: first. It has such a bad reputation and yet it's just a distillate of smoke. So I yeah. mean, yeah. it's it's just water and smoke and I suppose it has a little something to preserve it. But beyond right. that, um, it's really a pretty simple thing. And it's, you know, people frequently ask, how can I add smoke to some flavor or some dish that they're doing? and it, Without you know actually grilling, and that's one of the easy cheats, I guess. Yeah. You know, I was going to ask. Can you explain what tempeh is a little more?
0: So it's sort of like um, tofu that's been fermented, and then it it somehow loses moisture in the fermentation process because it becomes um, more uh, dense than tofu. It's you know tofu is kind of spongy and wet, and yeah. tempeh is not. But it's basically fermented soybeans put into cake form.
3: Yeah. No, I was introduced to it decades ago uh, in a Vietnamese restaurant I went to and it, uh, for their mock duck. And I was like, what is this stuff? It, it <laughs> seems really good. And it could fool me. It seemed like duck. but um, it's, And that's what it turned out to be. It was the tempeh, the meaty I, texture of it.
0: And kind of like tofu, it takes on the flavors that you marinate it with. Um, so like that, but, and tofu is, is definitely, um, softer. So a lot of people have, are not put off, but if you want sort of that meatier texture, you don't really get that with tofu. I mean, you can press it and then roast it and all of that. And you can get that sometimes you can stir fry it, but a lot of times you're just not going to get that same meatiness that you get a little bit more with tempeh. Plus fermenting is um, I read, and I'm not—I'm not an expert, and I'm not going to get into this too much because I can't really debate it <laughs> and explain it. But ten, t- um, fermented uh, soybean is better for you than um, straight-up soybean, and if—or like uh, tofu. And if you are eating tofu, um, it is good to look for. I've read this, and again, I'm um, a sprouted tofu, definitely organic. Um, those are some things that I look for when I'm buying tofu. Um, but anyway. And I, I want to say, I think the, the photos are gorgeous on this too. I love the, um, the angles and I love uh, the color and um, uh, they're pretty in your face, which I really like.
3: Yeah. A lot of movement in them.
0: Yeah. Um, and then we kind of just do a, um, a primer on um, how to set up a charcoal grill. I think a lot of people are uh, intimidated by charcoal grill and this is um i don't i don't know if anybody really wants to talk about it at all or we just want to give a kind of let people know it's there
4: yeah i mean i it's it's pretty i know if people have charcoal grills they know kind of you know roughly what to do but this does a nice job of kind of breaking it down how to set it up for um different temperatures like if you're cooking on low medium and high since it's a little more resulting from the, um, charcoal versus just turning on the gas and heating part of it. So it does kind of do a nice job breaking down kind of how to get it prepared and to create your zones. So definitely one to look at. Great.
0: And then the marinate that comes after that, John, I know that you kind of had worked on this at, um, and it's really just really kind of explaining sort of the world of, of marinating and, um, there anything of note i think it's it's something that uh people frequently get wrong in terms of oh
3: well it has you know plenty of uh, vinegar and it It must be marinating forever and it's like no 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 you don't want to do that what the big surprise when i was researching this um was that enzymes are really what's going on if you want to make something pick up flavor if you want to tenderize all of that it's really the enzymes enzymatic things like ginger root and papaya the papain there that really does um make the difference and then it breaks I think the it down good to have the little yeah it's it's you know acidic acidic mar- marinades if they're left in too long they will just sort of make the meat the protein mealy uh with the exception of uh some ceviche uh that sure. sort of thing um just wrote a letter about that and then i think it's really important uh that we have pretty upfront is the marinating times and yes. temperature or that that i think is where people usually go wrong is that right. they think they have to marinate something overnight and it's just not the case at all um the surprise is that uh that marinades only penetrate about a quarter of an inch, no matter how long it's in there. And so things like the cube meat will really take on a marinade because there's a smaller surface area. And so the marinade will penetrate deeper into the cubes. Whereas um, like on a pork roast, it'll only still pick up a quarter inch, no matter what. You can see if you cut into them, just how far the marinade will penetrate.
0: And ostensibly, like the, the cubes, then you're sort of, it's like a ceviche. If it's too much acid for too long, it's sort of cooking it. And and like you said, you could cut it and you can see how penetrated it's probably fully penetrated if it's a small cube after. Right. Exactly. Yeah. Yes. Um, but I and you mentioned, I think one thing to really, really note here is I think it's a really nice little, um, uh the guidelines here and they're general guidelines, but the marinating time depends yeah. on the food and, and we kind of give you some times and types of food and size and so um I'm gonna move into the skewers which uh was another this was another contender for the cover one uh, I think it was let's see it was was it the uh, was it the satay? No. Which it's one the was the lamb. It? it was the lamb. Okay. It was the so, lamb. Um, anyway, who would like to talk, uh, skewers? This was fantastic. Uh, this was beautifully shot. Um, and, um, well, I know there's a whole story. Maybe you want to talk about that, Teresa, <laughs> the <laughs> photography on that. <laughs> Cause it was a little well, bit of magic.
1: <laughs> yeah. It's it's a little bit of behind the scenes magic on all these. Um, there's four skewers presented in this story and, uh, there's a full page photo of each one uh up close and personal and i wanted it to be a very colorful story and reflect the colors of the each individual skewer so i had a surface picked out a colorful surface but i did not want to lay and i wanted in the end my goal was to have the skewers on the surface but i didn't actually want it them to go on the surface because we we have surfaces uh, that I have painted in the office, and some we rent. And uh, putting um, this oil on the surface is was going to ruin them. Sure. So we had the surfaces shot separately than the food, and then I really put our imaging specialist through his paces to <laughs> to oh. combine the two, and he did it flawlessly. And i am i am so happy with the way this story turned out visually it,
0: it's yeah. stunning it's stunning um and john do you want to talk anything about the shoot itself or about the food or anything um
3: you know it was i i have a weakness for the lamb rack so <laughs> that was probably my favorite shoot um mm-hmm. and i really like how, the color on the grilled ratatouille um and that was uh refreshing. It was good ratatouille. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, I was going to say that the shrimp skewers and your
0: camera magic there, it's kind of like television green screen what happened there. So. <laughs> well, and this is a riff on shrimp and grits, so I think a lot of people probably will um, gravitate to that, especially yeah, if you're, absolutely. you... Um, I love the look of the um, scallops. Well, I happen to love scallops, too, but the look of that with the coconut rice, um, those flavors mm-hmm. are just kind of dancing on my, in my mind right now and turning onto yeah, my sweet tongue. and
3: spicy, yeah. Mm-hmm.
0: And the satays are just – I love a satay. I love the look of them, um, but, again, a lot of flavor.
3: Yeah, they're really delicious when they get caramelized like that, so –
1: and the cool thing another cool thing about this story which is full of cool things is the uh the pairings Mm -hmm. of the sides with the skewers are just fantastic thought out you have to check
0: this out the story out it's just it'll blow your mind And um, I'm going to move into to uh, keeping things a little green. Um, we have a, a summer veggie tart here. And um, one of the things that we sort of are given a nod to is trying to sort of either grow your own greens or shop local, whether it be a farmer's market or a CSA, and uh, put all your bounty to use in a tart like this. Um, but then we also um, – get into, uh, ways to reduce your, um, dependence on plastic bags. <laughs> um, reusing, um, uh, water bottles, um, buying, um, buying a water bottle. Actually, I just was gifted a new swell bottle last night. <laughs> uh, I love it. Um, and regrow, um, with, uh, like a group with seed savers. Anyway, Maddie, is there anything you want to kind of mention or not really, or
4: Yeah, I mean, I think this was just kind of a nice reminder since, especially during these times, I think we all have been seeing more like trying to help the environment. So it was just a nice little refresher that, you know, I mean, I think all of us have received free tote bags over time and, you know, have reusable water bottles. And so it's kind of just a nice reminder to, you know, let's keep using them or bring them back out. And um, just just a little nod to trying to keep us all focused on the end result.
0: Yes. (laughs) <laughs> with with a good recipe to boot.
4: Exactly. Kind of it it's a little intriguing. Like here, here's some like, info. Uh-huh. like here's a tasty recipe you can use <laughs> that homegrown stuff. right
0: <laughs> Virtuous, your green. Yes. <laughs>
1: uh
0: okay, drum roll. Here we go. Class. It is homemade fruit preserves. And Robin, you've got the starring role here. Uh That's my jam is the article. And um, there are uh, three, there is a jelly, uh, thyme apple jelly. There is a jam, Mm -hmm. peach raspberry bellini jam. And there's a um, fruit butter, pear honey butter with lime, which I'm trying to remember. I think, is that the one that I, um, yeah, that's the one that I had a hard time putting down, I think. (laughs)
2: Yeah.
0: Yeah. (laughs) I had a hard time with
2: that one too. (laughs) (laughs) right well I'll start with the apple jelly the thyme apple jelly and when I first made it I thought boy I don't I don't know about this it's kind of got a wang to it and I I don't know is it too much and yet I found myself continuing to eat it so I thought it must be (laughs) it must be okay and um yeah it turns out I really did like it and uh it does have a bit of a wing, and it does have a lot of thyme flavor to it, which sounds kind of odd to me, um, and yet it worked, and um, it's good. <laughs> Should you say it about your own food? Well, I guess I just will. Uh, yeah, I liked it, and so I brought it in, and uh, the consensus was, yeah, it does work. Um, and
1: Robin, I was intrigued uh, when you said this worked with a lot of savory foods,
0: Thank you. That that. just
1: really was a fantastic revelation to me.
0: Well, if you think like mint jelly with lamb or you think of um, some people have maybe apple butter or something with like pork chops or something, but uh, yes, I think jelly with a savory element is really, um, or any kind of sweet with a savory element, lovely. So, yeah,
2: I think it would be really good with, um, you know, like a pork roast or something like that. Um, and I also like it on English muffins, but I like everything on English
0: muffins. <laughs> <So, laughs> oh, <laughs> oh, huh There is a theme. Didn't you? D- didn't you do class last month, and it was English muffins, I believe? <laughs> yeah. And there it's you time know.
2: for me to make more. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> I just told myself like, hey, you need to make some more of those. <laughs>
0: so. um, and I'm just going to say, there's a great spread here too. Not. In addition to the uh, the three recipes, there is a great spread here with um, kind of your step by step on how to um, make right. and whether it be the jam, the jelly, um, or right. the um, apple butter. So we talk about the equipment that you need. Um, Just spelling kind of, it
2: out, what what yeah. do you need, and, and how yep. to get started. Um, it's pretty it, it's simple, and and I you know don't be intimidated by it. There's not a lot of equipment that you need um it, there really isn't and it's not an expensive thing um I will say right now jars and the lids have been kind of challenging to find so if you find them you should get them or if you have some in
0: your basement or if you have a neighbor that's selling them at a garage sale pick them up and that <laughs> is that because of uh, sort of with COVID last year, still a little bit that more people gardened, and I think more people are putting things up. I think people really yes. have gotten back to basics yes. and Absolutely. kind of done. Absolutely. Sure.
2: Right. So if you if you've got if you've got those uh, jars, you're, you're well, a step ahead.
0: And, and that then. is one of the things uh, I know we do say in here too. Um, you need for each jar, you'll need a two piece lid consisting of a screw band and a flat lid with a sealing compound. Jars and screw bands can be reused, but use the flat lids only once. Discard them right. when the jar is emptied. So right. as you said, save your jars. Even if you give them away, ask for the back. <laughs>
2: right. Right. Don't be don't be ashamed to ask for the back. Right. <laughs> Seriously. And people aren't people aren't bad about giving them back. That's what yeah. I have found. You know, if you say, hey, when it's done, if you just let me know, I'll pick them up or just drop it back by. Yes. Um, you know, that's there's no there's no harm in that. Um, uh, but right, but the flat
3: I guess I the, should return mine then. <laughs>
0: <So>. <laughs> and then, so you've got the jam and the um, uh, fruit butter. Any special mention on these or?
2: Um, they're good. Uh, yes. <laughs> uh, the peach raspberry jam. Um, I wanted, uh, you know, I love peach jam. I wanted to have something a little bit different in there. Um, and it does, so it has a little bit of, of raspberry, but the raspberry doesn't take over um but it also has um some prosecco in there so not a lot not so you know it's like wow there's some there's some bubbly in here just gives it a little bit of an um an under flavor that you're like wow what is that it's good and you can either buy um maybe what's that called is that a half split what do you call those little those little oh, a split just those split. little things yeah um or you can just drink it <laughs> while you're <eating. laughs> because you don't need that much. So you only need a cup of the, uh, of the Prosecco or the bubbly. So, you know, you've got a cup of that. So you have plenty left or you can buy the small bottle if you, if you uh, don't want to just uh, enjoy it yourself, but Hey, you know, it's up to you. It's up to you. Hey, <laughs>
3: totally.
4: I think I was just telling Pam the other day that i like to have those little bottles just because it is nice to, you know, have a little drink once in a while, but not feel like you have to drink the whole bottle.
0: I mean, yeah, yeah
2: right. That's one of Such those things. Shame, when you open, but
0: <laughs> when you open a bottle of bubbly, you're you got to commit.
2: You're you know you're all, kind
0: of <laughs> all in there. <laughs> so make Literally. sure you've got someone with you.
2: Yes. right, or you're not going anywhere, so
0: but and, yeah. and the fruit butter, um I loved I just love this combination, and I love the lime in it, and it really was delectable i again, I think this is one that would be delicious on a sweet or savory um mm-hmm. right, apple, so. right,
2: and it does have the vanilla bean paste in here again, so mm-hmm. just a just a little nod to that one again, but uh, yeah, I think the lime and the honey um kind of bring in a different direction and pears. I love pears. So, um, so this one was when I was thinking, what do I want to do? Well, it's another one of my favorite fruits. So there you go.
0: Well, and again, this was shot beautifully. Um, I love the, the sort of in your face, um, simplicity, elegance to it. So, um, nicely done ladies. Yeah.
2: Yeah. Well, we wanted people to just really see the, the, the texture of it. Yeah. So yeah, they're not, They're all not, um, they're all, um, kind of more soft set. They're not a real stiff jam or um, anything like that. So beautiful, easy to spread.
0: Um, and then we partnered with Stephen Reichlin again. We have, we have partnered with him, um, a variety of times and, uh, he has a book, the brisket standard, and we had been literally chomping at the bit to, um, uh, feature this book, um, just because we love brisket and we know that so many people love brisket. So, um, Maddie, is there anything, um, I mean, there are some phenomenal recipes here.
4: Yeah. uh, The Brisket Chronicles has tons of good information. Uh, It kind of breaks down the difference between, um, you know, Kansas City-style barbecue versus Texas. And um, I mean, there's so much helpful information on kind of how to even get started with smoking and, you know, the process behind it. And um, I mean, exactly. I mean, Stephen Reichlin in the summer, you can't go wrong. There's so many recipes and it was so hard to (laughs) narrow it down. But I mean, the brisket was hard to pass up. And then, of course, we thought, well, we better throw in some sides. So we threw in the brisket baked beans. So, um, and then Uh, also the. I want
0: to dive into that. Yeah. Yeah.
4: I mean, what I loved is that it's like, you know, you do a large cut of meat, you know, for the brisket. And then, you know, these side recipes are perfect ways to, you know, get a second meal out of them or even you know a side dish or the chocolate chip cookies <laughs> <laughs>
0: yeah, yeah that is a surprise isn't it <laughs>
1: i mean just hearing the title uh-huh. brisket chocolate chip cookies it's, chip it's chip just chip way chip too, too intriguing <laughs> to pass yes
4: yes mm-hmm. i felt uh, guilty asking like can we feature one more recipe
0: so uh well done uh Mr. Reichlin, Chef Reichlin, we, um, we honor you and we are thankful to partner with you. And we hope you all uh, check out this article for sure. And um, hopefully it intrigues you. Maybe you want to get the, the cookbook. Um, as Maddie said, there's a lot of good information in there, especially if you are a brisket lover. Uh, okay. Drum roll again. Here's John and oh. his tacos. <laughs> Here we go.
3: The cover story. And you
0: okay. A uh, la but- paria. How do you say that? A la paria. Mm-hmm. Okay. And tell us what that means, John?
3: Uh, it means just grilled, um, off the grill. You know, grill on the grill. The okay. Yeah. Uh, you know, I don't have a huge command of Spanish, but <laughs> <laughs> that one I knew from actually honest to God. I learned that from... Uh, testing recipes for cooking the light from Stephen Reikland. He had a whole.
0: <laughs> um, <laughs> so so, so um, stop, por favor women. So <laughs> you Did you say Paria is grill or fire or? Grill. It's grill. grill. Yeah. Okay. All right. Literally. I learned something.
3: My favorite one, which was a real eye opener to me, was the carne asada, the vampiro style. Um, what a great idea, um, to, you, you griddle the cheese until it starts to brown on the edges. You pop a tortilla on top of it and until it adheres, and then you flip it, crisp the, the tortilla while you add all the ingredients to top it and serve it right off. It's just too much mm. fun. It's too hot. It's just oh, hot and ready to so go. It's just, it's a little so- bit
0: like the grilled Frico on your taco a little bit exactly okay yeah.
3: but you're lining your taco with yep. the frico so. frico um yeah.
0: and i'm just gonna just to keep it moving but that's so that's a steak taco which yum and you also have a fish taco because you can't have a taco party without a fish taco and fish i think you also have the lamb tacos i like you love lamb and um i i how you explain also how you're cutting these off of the bone and that's sort of like uh, not really the thing you do, but (laughs) it's the best meat to use. Yeah. Yeah. It's a
3: nice loin cut. And so it's tender and and, uh, well, it's lamb. So it grills up really nicely.
0: Well, nicely done, John, and beautiful images. Um, Very colorful. Uh, I think everybody is really gonna enjoy what uh, you've put together. And Teresa, again, uh, well beautiful cover image and beautiful shots throughout is there anything you want to say
1: well this this story came together so well in the photo studio because the food was so pretty
0: yes that helps <laughs> it does
3: yeah um, makes work a lot work well
0: it does um, okay. Let's party. Teresa is back with more, um, decor ideas and, um, she is, uh, and sharing, uh, some of her love of, um, putting together party ideas. Do you want to, you want to walk us through this Teresa? Sure. Um,
1: throwing parties is kind of like my thing. So <laughs> I really enjoyed, really enjoyed putting together this story. And I'm, I'm also, a DIYer crafter so uh, I wanted to get a little bit of that in there that was easy for people to do just this whole uh, story is all about easy and on the budget and being able to throw a beautiful party with You know, things that you have at home, things Mm -hmm. you can pick up real easily at the dollar store, which is one of my favorite places and and or the craft store and craft, you know, craft items that you you probably have at home.
0: Yeah, I mean, you I mean, I love you gave some ideas on making sodas, um, on doing the signature utensils, which I love. So instead of having something hanging off of a glass or whatever, you kind of are you giving each person like a signature sort of fabric um, to, and a color. Uh-huh. color, and this
1: is just using washi tape, which is really easy to pick up at any craft store. And you know, you give you give a fork, knife, and spoon. I used wooden utensils, and then you can decorate the handles so you know your your color theme and your pattern. That's your; those are your utensils. So you're not asking people, um, "Is that yours?" Or <laughs>
0: <laughs> and you they can all keep the same
1: yep and you can keep track all party long and then really easy decorations with uh uh, just white um uh, board and a little pattern i just i just cut out a pattern uh painted them but this is so fun for the kids to get involved
0: that's great in this
1: and making each little banner and then you just punch holes in the corners and either use some Leftover ribbon or cut fabric and just tie them together and it's colorful. Or twine. Yep, exactly. Colorful and fun and um, really
0: great for the whole family to get involved. And then you've got some quick food fixes and some kind of uh, dress up ideas, a little, uh, and and some um, kind of a guide on party planning too.
1: Yeah, and I, I like to, you know, make a theme. So, you know, if it's, If it's uh, you know pizza, you're you're just doing a whole theme from pizza. You're doing a whole theme from apps, maybe different kind of Mm -hmm. apps to put together. Or for example, this uh, this uh, party board with uh, with salad. Mm -hmm. This happens to be a Tex-Mex salad, and everybody can serve themselves whatever they want. And the same thing if you have set up a taco bar or a pizza bar, or any kind of thing like that. And then people can put their own items together. It's easiest for the hostess. It's fun for your guests. And then just, uh, I also have an idea here for if you make your own sodas or even purchase your own sodas, just put them out in a colorful tub full of ice and have people serve themselves. And then um, I was I was reading about this and I wanted to know if it worked. so. Um, I got, you know, know all those glassware you have under your kitchen counter like I do. (laughs) So uh, a pickle jar? Yeah, (laughs) Uh, and and it can be anything. And uh, all those uh, vases that you have that you were given. So I I cleaned them up, took them outside, and I used spray paint on them. And you can do this in any color of uh, your party theme that you want. And then you can fill them from... Fill them with uh, flowers from your garden, or even herbs from your garden, or fresh herbs that you get at the store.
0: Fantastic! I love it. And um, so, for just a little simple freshness that you're bringing that you've made yourself, and um, it's just sort of that finishing touch that um, really ties the whole party together. Right,
1: and you know, I I love. As easy as this it might be to put together, it makes your guests feel very welcome Special too, throw a sh- spread like this.
0: Mhm. Nicely done. Um, nicely done. Well, and then when you are throwing a party like a bourbon bash, <laughs> um, there you, go. Mm-hmm. Uh, you might want to just put some bourbon on the table. Uh, <laughs> now, I know we kind of talked about this article in a previous podcast, so I'm not going to kind of uh, get – into it too deeply unless there's anything you want to kind of uh
4: no i think i pretty much covered it in our bourbon podcast so if you guys Uh uh, wanted to listen to that um but no there was you know i just tried to keep it simple and you know bourbon themed Mm -hmm. so we had a bourbon. yes bourbon barbecue pulled pork and then we had a hot brown dip frozen old-fashioned and the walnut chocolate slab pie which is so good um, but after making it so many times, I don't know how many different people I tried gifting it to <laughs> or getting rid of it, but I ate way too much the first rinse, you know, because I made it on the whole sheet pan. So it was like, take it oh. to a school. You know. <laughs>
0: Well, you don't want to, and you never want to throw anything out. That's one of the real, that is a hard thing for me. I was Mm -hmm. ingrained. My parents were depression era, you know, kids. And so that was instilled in me growing up. And it's hard. You take things home and you're like, I can't throw that out. I can't, you can't throw food out. And so, yes, you end up eating things Mm -hmm. that you maybe shouldn't at times. (laughs) And too much of it.
4: Exactly. And then I also liked how we added a little more info on bourbon. So um, I think it's just a, turned out to be a fun spread. And if you like bourbon, you're definitely going to want to give these a try.
0: Well, and I was speaking to my brother last night, and that's his new drink. I didn't realize since last summer he was having an old-fashioned. Uh, can't go we wrong all- there we had a long discussion about bourbon and uh but anyhow again June 14th is uh, national bourbon day but you really do not wait, need to wait till then um <laughs> <laughs> every day is <laughs> bourbon day exactly um <laughs> And uh, for the parties that we now are uh, decorated for and maybe have a cocktail for or a slushy, or whatnot, um, we've got some make-and-take party sides that Robin has put together. Um, And this, oh, my gosh, I've, like, got heartthrob going for this curried cauliflower and chickpea salad. I'm with you on this one,
1: Pam. This was delicious.
2: Well, it did turn out to be kind of a favorite. Um, Yeah. You know, but it's so simple. And the one thing all of these salads have in common is they're all mayonnaise based. So, mm-hmm. for a girl that loves mayonnaise, that was a, a <laughs> dream come true. Uh, but this one is uh, cauliflower and chickpeas and apples and raisins, um, a little bit of cilantro and uh, curry powder. So, that's the
0: uh, so uh, good. And
2: that's the uh, mm-hmm. flavor Kind of a on this factor way. there. Yeah. Yeah. And a little bit of pine nuts. So, And it all kind of blends together and and it worked, so we liked that one.
0: Um, And I did want to mention too, we do, um, as Robin mentioned, these are all mayonnaise based, and so we do have some info for um, salad safety um, when you are um, taking these to a party or something and how you want to store things. Yeah, ice
2: is your friend and don't leave them out. Yeah. (laughs) There we go. That's kind of a a quick overview. Okay, now let's talk about the Benedictine pasta salad. Um, um, What do I want to say about this one? Vegetables. We've got a lot of veggies um, and we've got cucumber and onion and mint and cream cheese. So this also has cream cheese along with the mayonnaise. Um, And this one, um, Maddie kind of told me about this one because she was doing the Kentucky Derby. Type story with the uh-huh. bourbon. Yeah, that's where this one came from. And so this is uh, um, originated with um, kind of in Louisville and um, Benedictine so, spread. Yep. Yeah. So it's a riff on the Benedictine spread, and we're trying to turn it into a salad. And it's got um, it's a pasta salad, and it's got carrots and cucumbers and peas and radishes and scallions and dill. So, oh my.
1: Oh my. <laughs> it's got herbs and it's, so it's got
2: herbs and it's got and it's got veggies. Um and I, I guess one little thing that I did do a different here something that I like to do. Um I like raw vegetables, but sometimes I don't like them to be crunchy, crunchy hard. So especially the carrots. Um so at the last two minutes of cooking the pasta, I like to throw the carrots in just mm-hmm. to take the raw off of them. Mm-hmm. Um, it doesn't cook them per se. It just takes the rawness off of them. So that's my little tip on that salad. Ta-da! A, a roasted potato salad. Or, so everything here is roasted. Um, it's got roasted garlic for part of the dressing, which of course has mayonnaise in it. Um, the it's got bacon done in the oven it's got the potatoes are in the oven green beans are roasted bell peppers everything is roasted chopped up and put together with um basically an aioli because you've got the roasted garlic with your mayonnaise oh. uh, a little bit
0: of rosemary white wine vinegar
2: oh yeah there you go a different riff on some um potato salad
0: uh, yeah definitely this one is one not to to overlook <laughs>
2: yeah and so you def- and then, Yes, but last, but certainly not least, let's go a little bit to the sweet world and let's put mayonnaise um, on fruit. So I did change that up a little bit. Let's put some, uh, with some heavy cream. So we whipped some cream and added some mayonnaise in there uh, and a little bit of orange zest and um, vanilla, blah, blah, blah. And through the magic of Hollywood, we put that with some um, pineapple and uh sweet cherries and marshmallows and coconut and for a little bit of crunch how about some pistachios and
0: there you go very cool Ended i think the sweet nose i sweet think it. the whipped cream with the mayo is and the the um vanilla is um something very cool so there you go
2: uh cool. salad four ways and
0: uh and like we said at the beginning um
2: be sure to keep chilled because mayonnaise and the heat is never a a good combination you have to be very cautious with that it's doable but just be cognizant
0: um okay so back to ice cream coming in again we've got boozy shakes because it is summer and it is uh time to sit on the patio with a cool cocktail (laughs) (laughs) all right
2: um okay well um i guess i'm trying to remember what one did i do i did the I think I did. Didn't
0: I? I think Maddie did. You or I don't know.
4: No, I think Robin. I think you did all three of those. I did the dirty banana. Oh,
2: okay. Yeah. Well, you know, we talked about me and mint uh, mint chocolate chip ice cream, so I had to go that route and add some, you know. vodka and Kahlua and rum chata and uh, made a milkshake out of that so jazz that one up with some chocolate syrup and whipped cream and you know throw in a peppermint patty and you have got yourself um
3: a minty cha-cha so you know you are I just want to make it just for the name alone I just love that right
2: <laughs> here you go we are serving minty cha-chas <laughs> but um how about a limoncello mule um, <clears throat> because you know, who doesn't like a mule? So let's let's make this one with some vanilla bean ice cream and some ginger beer, Ginger beer, that's the mule and some tequila and some limoncello.
0: I love um, it's, it. It's got tequila in it too. And I also right? love cello. So there
2: we go, there we go. All right. And then of course, you know, I have this thing for peaches. So again, <laughs> we're, we're gonna have a base of the vanilla bean ice cream. With some peaches and dark rum and peach schnapps just for fun. And then let's throw in a little bit of brown sugar and cinnamon. So a little bit of, you know, peachy cobbler, but not really. Because you've got that rum in there. Um, and then serve that one with some whipped cream and peaches. Chopped peaches on top. Maybe swirl in with a cinnamon stick if you want. And um, there you go. You are in peach bliss right there. <laughs> now Maddie did a dirty banana. So Yeah, that... I don't know why
4: I'm owning this. You know, the title probably (laughs) dirty enough, Uh, but no, this one was kind of, you know, I think this was based off a drink that's in, I think Jamaica or, um, so a resort kind of style drink. And so we just used the vanilla bean ice cream, some bananas, rum, chocolate liqueur, and some banana liqueur, uh, blend that baby up. And it was good to go. So if you like bananas, this is your thing. Or if you've got those bananas that are turning like really brown, they're perfect for this because you get even
1: more banana flavor. And of course, in the photo studio, we had to try each one. And I have to say, I don't think I could pick a favorite. And once you see this story, they look so cool and refreshing
0: that you're probably going to have to try each one. Exactly. And you're going to make, and you're gonna have to make Robin's homemade ice cream. Maybe exactly. two batches. So you, well, <laughs> you can use, You
2: don't. You don't have to, but you can use it, or you can use right. sure about ice cream. So,
0: that's <laughs> let's, a let's better caveat. True. Dabs. Well, you'll want to.
2: <laughs> there you go. You have choices.
0: Uh, I'm gonna keep moving into the world of vinegar. Um, I'm just gonna kind of breeze through. We give you an all about vinegar since it is the season of pickling and um, all of that. And so we really highlight not your just your distilled white. We're really not getting into that. But it's a little explanation of red wine, white wine, apple cider, balsamic, and rice vinegar. And then uh, one in four, uh, one ingredient, four ways. Sorry. Um, we've got vinegar based recipes. The first is an adobo chicken thighs with scallion rice. So you're marinating the thighs in a vinegar mixture. And then you're using that marinade as a sauce. You're boiling that up. And it's a, a, um, a classic Filipino dish. And so this is our take on that. And, uh, this was cool. Um, Maddie, you did this and, uh, i i really enjoyed it it's um it is such a thing there is a vinegar pie and you changed it up by using um raspberry vinegar and i think you made them individual cute little pies in graham cracker purchased graham cracker crust um yeah
4: yeah i had no idea there was such a thing but back you know if, if you were trying to come up with you wanted pie in an easy recipe these, this re, this um pie is pretty much a lot of staple ingredients just like Vinegar, eggs, flour, salt, um, a little lemon juice. You know, I mean, it was very easy to make and like you can count the ingredients on your hands. Um, But I did switch it, excuse me, to some raspberry vinegar just because I was a little hesitant with using distilled or, you know, just because I wanted it somewhat sweet and not knowing how it would taste. um, And it was a nice little additive.
0: And you kind of, for this recipe to sort of work, it has to be sort of a certain percent of acidity, correct, the vinegar? And so, because I know, I think we had talked about rice vinegar, but it's too low of a uh, percentage, really. Um, So I think you picked the right...
4: No, okay. yeah, it was so much fun. And then we even tried it, um, putting some vinegar into the whipped cream. And it did just add a little bit of color and also just a hint of um, raspberry. It was fun. Um, it's yeah. definitely not, oh, you know, sw- too sweet. So if you're expecting this to be sweet, this is probably not your jam. It does have, you
0: know, it's it's a
4: little on the tart side. But if you like a lemon pie or things like that, I think you should give it a try.
0: Yeah, totally. Uh like you said, the ingredients are very accessible too. It's not like they're crazy things. Um, but it is a uh and I I for me it was not um it wasn't too tangy at all. Um or anything. It just I was it had I liked it yeah. because
4: I normally am on the sweet side, but then sure. you know, I could I could eat one. <laughs>
0: Yeah. Well, there's sugar in there anyhow. Um, well, I really, I, I am a lover of vinaigrettes and this is one I did. And a lot of people are intimidated by making vinaigrettes. Um, and, uh, I remember when I, um, the, the cookbook, uh, back in the day when I sort of learned how to make a, uh, vinaigrette was an herb cookbook actually. And so I wanted to make sure to add some, um, some herb into a vinaigrette because I think it brings a lot of flavor. And this is just a, so it's an orange and tarragon. Tarragon is a great summer um, herb. It's kind of licorice-y, anise-flavored and orange adds a sweet element, um, but not not real sweet. There's a little bit of honey in here and shallot. So when you're gonna make a classic sort of um, French vinaigrette, a lot of times you'll just start with a little bit of shallot um, and then sort of almost macerate it in your vinegar for a little bit, um, add a little bit of salt and pepper. Uh, I like to add a um, an emulsifier. So I usually add a little bit of um, uh, Dijon mustard and um, and then just drizzle in olive oil and kind of get to the consistency you want and just season it as you go, See, so you, you know, salt and pepper. But that's kind of your base, base um, vinaigrette recipe. And then once you sort of have that down um, and... There's lots of schools of thought. I used to be kind of I think like a three to one of an oil to vinegar. I'm definitely more of a one to one um, now. But it also depends on the type of vinegar um, or maybe even the oil I'm using or maybe other elements I have in there. A lot of times I will add a little bit of a sweetener. Um, I, I tend to like my vinaigrettes a little more tangy, but others might not. So you can always add a little bit um, more or less of of something like that. But but anyway, so that's just kind of. Since we were talking vinegar, it's sort of de rigueur that we have um, a vinaigrette. And uh, then we have a shrub punch. And uh, shrubs have become kind of popular um, uh, in the last many years. But, uh, Maddie, this is something you did, and um, it's very refreshing.
4: It is. And um, I use plum and cherry, but there is so many different ingredients you can use in a shrub. It's very forgiving. Um, and so you just, I did two small plums and some sweet cherries, some sugar and red vinegar. And so I also, um, added a little lemon, a, you know, peel from a lemon. And what you do with a shrub is that, you know, you crush the plums, cherries, lemon peel and sugar in a glass bowl. And then you let that sit for 30 minutes just so you can get some of those juices out of the, um, the fruits and stuff. And then you're going to stir in your vinegar and you're covering and refrigerating that for 48 hours. Um, longer is fine too, but we just kind of stayed it at the 48 just to really let everything macerating um, come together. Then after that, you strain it and then you combine it with a little vodka and club soda. You can always omit the vodka if you just want it as a vinegar drink. So, and serve it over ice. It was really tasty.
0: Perfect summer summer uh refresher
4: yes and can be non-alcoholic it's just as tasty
0: <laughs> um uh we professor with your um john I'll may if there's anything you want to really kind of mention on this i know that you styled these but these are just basically grilled um all grilled appetizers and um there's a salmon um salmon one a shrimp one a uh, pork one and uh i think maybe your favorite john but i don't know the grilled mozzarella with hot honey
3: (laughs) hey that was uh, um an eye opener for me i thought uh cheese on the grill no that that i'm just going to be dealing with a lot of mess on (laughs) on my grill grate but it worked it was really good but i i give you that warning up front that uh These only take two minutes, one minute per side on a hot grill and pull them off. Otherwise, you'll have a lot of burnt
0: panko. (laughs) Um, I I think it's
3: really important.
0: What? I was going to say, I really loved the pork skewers, too. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I was just going to go back to that. That's one of the uh,
3: things on the grill that you should probably uh, spray the nonstick on the item rather than try to make the grill nonstick sure it really helps and you can help uh once they start to firm up then you can start turning them uh, yeah the riette i'm just a sucker for riette i yeah i
0: I, these were delicious delicious well and the ceviche was very refreshing and that also i think the grilled aspect gives it just sort of something else that you wouldn't normally get so it's ceviche and quotation marks but um yeah <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> and it made its way into teresa's um uh party story exactly
3: <laughs>
0: oh yeah that's great <laughs> um and i'll just kind of breeze through um at, for the q a ask the editor um i did talk a, a little bit about the colonomic which is black salts. so if you're interested in in knowing a little bit more about that, we'd get into mint. Um, this, this is the season. If you are a mint lover, um, if you like, um, uh, mojitos, uh, you are probably growing mint, Uh, but, um, there are kind of two, um, types of mint, peppermint, spearmint. So we just kind of get into that. Um, and, um, nutritional yeast was used at least in one recipe and, um, this is just a quick explanation of what nutritional yeast is. It is not an active yeast, it's um, but it's, it adds umami flavor to, and it also adds some um, uh, B vitamins. Typically, they're fortified with B vitamins. But so, if you follow a vegetarian or a vegan diet, it's something you may have used before, but it's um, I use it in risotto um, instead of cheese, or sometimes if I'm kind of cut back on the cheese, I'll add a little bit of nutritional yeast and part of, um, the cheese and things like that. But it is, um, I think it's in the burger, but I'm not hundred percent sure now. Anyway, uh, yes. And then we had a question about, um, our oats, um, naturally gluten-free because we had done an article last issue about oats, and yes, they are naturally gluten-free, but they are not always grown um, or um, processed in places where wheat – either hasn't been grown or has been processed. And so there can be some tainting. I'm, I'm using, I'm, that's a tough word to use. But um, if it's not certified gluten-free, that's what you want to look for if you really want to, if you're really trying to follow a gluten-free diet. So that's just kind of a, um, a mention there. And, um, and now I'm going to just say drum roll. And I'm so excited because uh, our... Um, Uh, we had a second, uh, cookbook author that we partnered with, and this was, this was kind of really fun. Uh, she is, I believe a reader and follows us on social media and John, you some, had some interactions with her and she talked about having this cookbook and she seems to be tickled pink because she has posted all over, um, social media. She's really excited to have her, um, her book featured, and um, it's a beautiful spread and three wonderful recipes. But so I say, take it away now.
3: <laughs> well, I was gonna. I, I'm not one of those people that uh, can read a cookbook cover to cover. I just kind of page through recipes and read a couple of the, the blurbs here and there. This one I read cover to cover because I think she's really funny, um, and I've used all the pull quotes are are from her uh, book and her explanation of her recipes and uh, she's a blogger so, yeah that- she's got a blog yeah what is it S- sweet recipes because her name is peabody so uh, yeah she uh it, it was a situation there was a little back and forth uh, i she was complaining or com- curious about something and i wrote her back and then she wrote me back and then she allowed us how um, that she was writing this book and with the publishing date on it. And I said, well, let's turn this around, make a problem a friend. And so I had her send the book when it was published and we went ahead with using it. It was really great um, and and tasty. We had to try quite a few of them before we settled on these.
0: And we kind of focused um, on some of her fruit desserts. Um, I mean, she has a variety yeah. of things um, using some. Yeah, what a- she has childhood
3: treats ice cream treats sweet cereal creations state fair inspirations uh (laughs) candy bombs and boozy bingers so uh she's covers the gamut in 60 pages or 60 recipes so and yeah they're all uh desserts
0: well and they are um beautifully shot and uh, equally as tasty. And, um, and there is a, uh, I, there's one thing I love about, there's a line in here, uh, there's a triple berry scone cobbler. There is a bourbon peach upside down cake and a sweet corn bread pudding with honey raspberry caramel sauce. Um, and I think it was in, uh, in here. Oh yeah. Um, at this point, it's going to look like a hot mess, and you're going to ask yourself, What kind of recipe is this? A weird one, but a tasty one. And she's referring <laughs> to the cobbler. Um, but it looks darn pretty, I have to say. Well, and I, I got to exactly that point, and I'm going, This is never
3: going to work, <laughs> but we'll see how it's, it goes. And it turned out just, I think that was a test. We just, I took it into the studio and we shot it. So, sure. It's one and done. Well, Uh, we
1: did that with the scone, too. Uh, You made that scone and showed it to everybody. And we all went ooh and ah and knew we had to shoot that one right now.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Um, Well, anyhow, they are uh, all uh, incredibly good. And I think the. I mean, I, bourbon peach upside down cake, I think, is also very approachable and and kind of just such a flavor affinity that we we all know and love. But the sweet corn bread pudding, that was. Um, you're aren't you making like a corn um, custard? You're, exactly. You're, yeah. Mm-hmm.
3: And I've always, uh, I hate to give up one of my uh, culinary secrets, but I've always loved to make bread pudding out of croissants. So. Oh, okay. Um, it, it, they're just so tasty and that's what this one uses so um what is it oh robin you work on this too it's 12 large croissants or butterflake rolls and um i think i ended up using six jumbo croissants that i got at the bakery so you don't necessarily have to have uh the the grocery store ones but just a little right. point i think
2: right not it, it, if you just buy the croissants, not the bakery ones, then they're the large because then they have the mini and then they have the bigger ones. But yeah we mistakenly bought the grocery store ones, which are jumbo, thinking those yeah. are large. but the truly I guess that we should have thought of those as being jumbo when you think about mm-hmm. the ones that you buy in the
0: package. Or as John said, if you buy them from like a, a place that's sort of known for their croissants i'm imagining that's probably going to bring a little bit extra flavor to that recipe absolutely yeah yeah um well i i know we've kept we've kind of uh it's this is our first expanded issue and so it's taken us a little bit of time to walk through the whole thing i don't know if you've held on this long or not folks but um we hope that you'll take the ride with us and uh, dig into this issue and if you don't have, uh, if you're not a subscriber or don't have a copy, go to cuisineathome.com. Um, we'd love to have you as part of our, um, our readership and uh, I'm just, I wanna say, I commend the staff for all you guys have done. This is a beautiful issue and it was a lot of work and, um, and I hope everybody really enjoys it and I think we're all proud of it and um, I say, bravo to all of you. So, and you.
3: <laughs> but it, yes.
0: it, it's all of us it's all of us so um but anyhow thanks for joining us today folks um and uh like i said get the quintessential summer food issue each recipe is as good as the the next and um uh join us next time when there will be more must love food thanks so much bye-bye
4: visit our site to learn about special offers new products and more for purchase We offer live cooking seminars from pasta making and cast iron cooking to pie baking and stir frying techniques. Our special interest publications feature recipes centered around certain topics like feel-good food and slow cooker dinners. We also offer custom Cuisine at Home branded kitchen tools such as aprons, cutting boards, and bench knives. Shop all of our offerings at CuisineAtHome.com.